0: February 22nd, 2018. I last uh, last podcasted um, on Valentine's Day uh, relatively early in the day. And then uh, after I posted this podcast and was watching some TV, the news came across that there was a high school shooting, another mass shooting, This one took place in Florida and 17 students and teachers were killed. And looking back at it now, I was thinking if I had waited just like another hour or two, I would have had that on that last podcast, but um, I didn't. And now it's old news because that was a week and a day ago. I I shouldn't say that it's old news because actually a lot has happened since that shooting Um, besides them uh, catching the guy. Um, and not killing him. Um, There's been a lot of political things happening and a lot of protests happening and a lot of, um, uh, I I can't think of the word. Um, A lot of students from that high school have, um, well, and other high schools and just other students in general have um, been putting their foot down and saying, we're not taking this anymore. And they have been uh, protesting at state legislatures, especially in Florida Yesterday, they spoke with the president. Um, It's all about gun control, of course. And I've talked about gun control before because I absolutely cannot stand guns. I think the Second Amendment has been um, interpreted incorrectly. Uh, We're also also 250 years or 240-some years later. um, The meaning of the Second Amendment has changed in... In light of advances in manufacturing of guns. So, um, anyway, hearing these kids, these young kids who are 17, 16, 17, 14, 15, 16, 17 years old kids who can't vote um, but can legally buy a gun, hearing them talk and protest, and they're like, they're not stopping. This has been like a week a week worth of these kids every single day doing something. Yesterday, they had a major walk out of high schools and, um, in Maryland and in Virginia. The, the two that are closest to me I saw on the local news, kids were walking out and having protests and stuff. But I think um, listening to these teenagers, some of them are extremely articulate and they really know what they want. They want it seems like what they want is kids in high school to be safe. They need to turn that, this anger, this frustration, this um, all of the feelings into action that is actually um, helpful and can do something. For example, a lot of these kids will be 18 by the next time they have an election. And if they truly feel that, you know, gun control needs to be addressed then they need to vote for people who feel the same way they do for example all of i've heard all these kids say that that assault rifles simply should not be sold those should be banned and i completely agree with them of course you have the second amendment wing nuts who think that assault rifles are are fine and it's the people who are the problem Yes, the people are the problem, but they wouldn't kill other people if they didn't have the gun. Even if they had a knife, if they walked into a school, they would not do anywhere near the damage that they would do with a gun. So anyway, I was saying these kids need to... Um. They need to turn us into action so that they'll be able to vote at the next election and they need to do their research and um, find out the legislatures, especially in your state legislatures, who, or the people who are running for office, I should say, who of these people agree with you in terms of banning assault rifles? AR-15. The AR-15 is the gun of choice of school shooters. It's been the, the gun that has been used in the last... I think they said 30 uh, high school shootings or mass murderers. So definitely, we don't need that gun. There's there's absolutely no reason to have that gun unless you are fighting a war. Gun nuts don't even need those guns. Um, So anyway, yesterday they had, or last night I should say, there was a town hall with uh, Marco Rubio, and they were asking him questions. Of course, he was dodging the questions because he is owned by the NRA, the problem here is he needs the money from the NRA to get reelected. To get the money from the NRA, he has to agree with their policies in terms of a strong Second Amendment, gun rights, etc. So to get the money, he has to vote the way that they want him to vote in the state legislature, meaning he would not ban assault rifles. So... In the long run, it comes down to the money. If he, if he and other Republicans, because really this is a Republican issue pretty pretty much flat out. If he and other Republicans who are running for office, who are in office, need so much money, they need to get it from somewhere else. I was really hoping that there was going to be this... Amazing turnaround last night with Marco Rubio and have him actually say, "No, I will not take any money from the NRA." But no, of course he didn't. He hemmed and hawed, and you know, tried to turn around to the mental health of the people who are doing the shooting. Well, yes, that is an issue. Yes, but guns is the bigger issue. So I think that these young kids need to do their research, and when they are when they are of age to vote. They need to vote for people who are going to vote against the NRA. It is possible to get elected without NRA money. It is absolutely possible. You can get money other ways. I mean, I, 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 everyone understands how it works. It's just the cycle. of It's money. You need money to get elected. To get elected, you have to um, pay for your advertising, all that kind of stuff. But... God, that's some loud noise outside. I don't know if you can hear. That was a big truck going by. Anyway, um. So, I guess what I'm saying, really, ultimately, here is these kids need to turn this this anger, this frustration, into action. And I'm really hoping they are. I wish they would say it though. Like they they they're very articulate and they know what they're saying, that kind of thing. But. They actually need to say to Marco Rubio, which I did not hear last night and I was really hoping to hear. One of these kids needs to say, you, you need to like, say flat out to Marco Rubio. In the next election, I'll be able to vote. If you continue to um, support the NRA and this these crazy Second Amendment people, I will not vote for you. And I am not alone. All of these students who are... Upset, protesting, frustrated, will be able to vote as well. And we are not going to vote for you. So we need to, you know, vote these people out of office. Simple, plain and simple. Now, of course, our crazy president had people at the White House yesterday too. And he was, I think, he was sounding like he was softening on gun rights because he was being confronted by all these people the parents of people who were sh- of kids who were shot, parents from sandy Hook I mean he had these a uh, captive audience in there, so he was saying things he was saying things that he thought would make them feel better when he knew in the back of his head none of this is going to actually be action and I say that because. Today, this morning on Twitter, all over Twitter, he is saying that we need to arm teachers. Put put this responsibility of stopping a gunman in the hands of teachers. He says, "Oh, you know, well trained. Twenty uh, percent of teachers can be well trained, and they can, you know, maybe even have military background and all this stuff." I'm like, "Are you are you fucking crazy? Do you even know what the life of a teacher is right now?" Teachers aren't getting paid worth shit, and you want to put one more responsibility on top of them? Hell no. So, I was tweeting back at him today and just, I'm like, he doesn't understand half the shit he's talking about. I think everyone knows that. Uh, hopefully, you can hear my frustration to my voice because I'm not uh, speaking as articulately, to articulately as I could be, but um, the feeling is there. And, and I, have not and will not ever vote for anyone who is in the pockets in in the you know in the NRA's back pocket let's say and that pretty much that means I won't vote for a Republican well I've never voted for well I shouldn't say that I haven't voted for a Republican since 1984 uh, with Reagan but um, he was the only person I only yeah only person I've ever voted for that was a Republican because Republicans are against everything that I stand for I think we, you all already know that from my um, past podcasts. <laughs> anyway, I should really move on because uh, I just it just makes me so mad. I just can't believe we had another mass shooting. And you'd like to think that this time things will change because there's kind of a different feeling right now from this one. But ultimately, until you vote these people out nothing's going to change. Because you have to have enough people voted in to change the laws. That's the problem. Anyway, moving along. Don't vote for Republicans, period. Um, The weekend. So this weekend, uh, my husband and I uh, called it our anniversary weekend, because our anniversary was Tuesday, February 20th. It was our Thirteenth year together and our third wedding anniversary. So, thirteen years ago on February twentieth, we went on our first date, and three years ago on February twentieth, we got married. So it was our anniversary. So we um, had a really really nice weekend of just you know nice dinners, lots of nice wines. We went to our uh, one of our favorite wineries. Even though Big Fatty reports it, that our favorite winery is Grey Ghost, which it is. We do have other favorites as well. And one of them was Linden Vineyards out in Linden, Virginia. And we went there on Saturday um, just to enjoy the wines and do the cellar tasting. Now, the cellar tasting is when you go down in the cellar and they taste six different wines and you know talk about them very specifically and how what the growing year was like and um, the soils and stuff like that. And it was the winemaker who was... Uh, down there conducting the tasting so it ends up being a really nice um little afternoon and down in that tasting in the cellar tasting uh these girls there were two girls who were on the other end of the table from us and this one girl kept looking at me and she's like i think i think we know each other she's like "I, i think we've been to another wine event together and i was like oh really you know like when was it where was it and all that kind of stuff And she was thinking and thinking, and she finally realized, oh, I saw you at uh, Stone Tower Winery, which is another winery out in Loudoun County, Um, like five or six years ago. We were at a media event for the opening of this new winery, and she remembered seeing us there and riding in the golf cart through the vineyards and stuff, listening to the uh, vineyard manager tell us about the vineyards anyway and I was like vaguely remembering her kind of remembering her but not really so I mean she looked familiar but I didn't I can't say that I actually actually remembered her but anyway so after the uh, wonderful cellar tasting we went upstairs and got some a glass of wine and uh, a cheese board and bread and sat out on their deck which is enclosed I should say their enclosed deck because it was a little chilly on Saturday. Actually, it was cold on Saturday, because while we were there, it started to snow. And it was so beautiful in the in the mountains of not quite central Virginia, but um, just south of northern Virginia. Um, the snow was falling. We were in the mountains. It was cold. It was just like a light, um, not dusting, because it actually did snow about an inch, but... Um, it was just so beautiful sitting there drinking some wine. There was a fire in the, they have like a, a woods burning stove in that room. So um, it was just really nice. We sat there and um, enjoyed our wine and our cheese and bread and um, chit chat and watched the snow. It was beautiful. Of course, I'm thinking the whole time when this is over, we actually have to drive back to D.C. in this snow. <laughs> I'm thinking, well, I shouldn't worry about it. I have my four wheel drive. It's ice that worries me, but it wasn't ice at all. It was totally, it was a 100% snow. Anyway, we did finally drive home and had no problem getting home. Uh, actually, it took us a little bit less time to get home than it did to get there. So anyway, that was a wonderful day, and then that was Saturday, and then we had a nice dinner um, Saturday night, and then Sunday, what did we do Sunday? Oh, we had a Twitter tasting Um most of the day was boring. We just did like laundry and stuff like that. But Sunday evening we had a Twitter tasting. And when I say a Twitter tasting, um, several wineries send us a bottle of wine. So we had five different wineries send us a bottle of Chardonnay and not just us, but other bloggers and other, uh, you know, as they use the word influencers, they send their wine to these people. And Everyone gets on Twitter at the same time, and you, uh, we have a moderator, and he kind of goes through and says, "Okay, we're going to taste this wine first And then, while everyone's tasting it and you know, uh, tweeting up their notes and stuff, the same time, the winemaker's on Twitter at the same time, and he's answering questions about that specific uh, bottle of wine. And they were all Chardonnays this time, so we had five different Chardonnays, and uh, we had um, chicken and. Uh, Risotto and cheeses and breads and crackers stuff that we were having while we were uh, tasting these wines. It only the the whole tasting only lasts an hour, but uh, we so it's like every seven to ten minutes we're switching wines to the next wine, Um, and the majority. Oh, I shouldn't say the majority. uh, Out of the five wines we tasted. Um, well I shouldn't say five there was actually an extra bottle so there was six so 50% of them half of them were were actually pretty good I would say and we ended up having those uh, drinking those ones because we only you only taste a little bit and then you have the rest of the bottle left for next couple days so anyway um, that was a nice evening and then on Monday um, what did we do on Monday Monday was um, President's Day I don't think we did a whole lot I think uh, my husband did some more laundry And I think he graded papers, and I watched TV and did stuff on the computer. Um, Yeah, so that was our weekend, and that was very nice. And then on Tuesday, our actual anniversary, um, my husband had to work, unfortunately, but um, when he got home, we exchanged gifts. And for the third wedding anniversary, you can either go, in terms of gifts, you can go with the modern Interpretation, or the traditional interpretation of the gifts. And the traditional was leather, and the modern is glass. So um, my husband got me these leather um, name tags that go on your luggage, luggage tags, I guess, and he got me two of those. Um, that was very nice. And then I got him a big glass vase because he's been into um, – he gets fresh flowers like every Friday, and then he – you know, arranges them and puts them around the house and stuff. So I got him a nice vase so that he can um, put some big flowers because it's actually a much bigger vase than I thought it was going to be. So he had to, so he can get some really big flowers and put them in there. So we exchanged gifts and then we went out to dinner at Chef Jeff's, which is literally right up the street from us, like three blocks up the street from us. And we went to Chef Jeff's because we had our wedding reception there three years ago. Now, when we got married, we got married on the 20th, and we had our reception on the 21st. On February 20th, um, 2015, it was the coldest day of the year. Then, on the 21st of February 2015, it was the snowiest day of 2015. We had like um, eight or nine inches of snow and that was the most, like, that was a uh, kind of like this this year. It was a kind of mild winter, and then all of a sudden we had a big snow. But anyway, so we went to Chef Jeff's, had a wonderful um, dinner, and it was very warm that day. I think it was 75 or 77 degrees that day. Yesterday it was 82 degrees, but today it's down in the 50s. Anyway, so we had a lovely anniversary weekend, and it was nice to um, hear on Big Fatty's show that he... Uh, said, you know, congratulations, happy anniversary and all that to us. That was nice. And um, that's it. Now, the last thing I want to say before I run out of time here is that um, I, I know I've mentioned this before, and I may have even mentioned it on last week's podcast. I don't know because I don't even listen to my own podcast. But two of my channels on YouTube have now been demonetized. My personal channel, the Paul Armstrong channel, I no longer can make money on that channel. And my Apple channel computer channel I can no longer make money on that and simply because I don't have a thousand subscribers and well I do have the four thousand hours of watch time especially on my apple channel because that channel is going crazy but on my personal channel I do not so um if you watch any of my videos or, or go to any of my channels even if you don't watch the videos just click on subscribe so I can get up to a thousand I only need um on my channel I think I need one hundred and ninety. hundred 90 And on the other channel, I need like 550. Because once I reach 1,000 subscribers, then I can monetize again. So if you think about that, go over to YouTube and subscribe to all my channels. All right, that is all I have for today. Hopefully, you guys have had a great week since I last podcasted. And until next time, bye.